Ooh, coming in hot, Chichi. How we doing, cuz? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I sound normal now, but I'm kind of in the uh, smooth jazz voice because Chess is out cold. Uh, we have, is she? Dude, we've been just grinding. You know, we sold my dad's house and we've just been running around. She's working like crazy. She goes into the office three days a week. We just haven't been getting good sleep, dude. You love a good sleep. You're you're the one that tells me all the time, make sure you, you enjoy your sleep and yes. your sleep is a big part of your life. I think I'm shrinking because I'm not sleeping enough. But hey, and and on that <laughs> front, I'm not prepared for this challenge we got, dude. From I would argue one of our biggest fans, right? Yeah, one of our one of our buddies. One of our buddies, Mark Ruggiero, called us out, dude, yesterday. First of all, this guy might be the most jacked dude I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. Dude. But props to him, because if you're watching right now, he's got his mayor's office jersey uh, t-shirt on that you got him because we were talking t-shirts the other day first of all this dude is built kind of like i don't know would you go ultimate warrior there what would dude, you go with looks like john cena, john like, cena? And, he, and he's got a little and, and and mark's from uh from up there in boston so he's got that john cena like you know jackness yeah. and so that's and he, dude like, he works out at like 4 30 in the morning too he, I, whenever i text him like bro he's getting a workout and he'll be like already done like four hours ago but god <laughs> First Dang. of all, seems like the sweetest human being in the world. However, he challenged us to a duel, bro. And obviously, this is all fun. <laughs> it's, a key, it's, it's very sweet what he said, but I'm going to read to you <laughs> what he said in this picture of him. And by the way, go to our YouTube page. This dude is one of the most jacked dudes I've ever seen in my life. Dude. Right? Go. Wait. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Okay. Ready? Here is what he challenged us to on Instagram. I'm show ready, boys, with my swag on. Appreciate <laughs> you for that. Calling it all right. You got to explain this to me because I don't know wrestling as well as you do. Calling you out for a handicap match. What's a handicap <laughs> match? Handicaps two on one, three on one. And he's, Andre the Giants did the handicap. Mark thinks he's like going <laughs> to okay. take us on. I, okay. I am a little nervous though. <laughs> okay, Mayor and Trinch, Mayor and Chinch versus yours truly. And again, I'm going to put this picture up. Okay, look at this guy. Jack D's uh, it's Ip, Ip, Ipwich Police Force. Let's go. Yeah, no, but here's what he said, and I Ip appreciate Switch. it because I'm very lazy. He wrote, we'll give Chinch home, home court advantage with the brawl on the beach at Long Island Sound. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, I, I know you are in really good shape right now. Like, and I'm in pretty, I'm getting back into shape a little bit. I don't think we win that. <laughs> Bro. Do you think we win dude, that? Dude, he's like, well, Mark's, way, like, Mark's like, like SWAT team, dude. I know. Mark's like, we, I go flying in with the with the bootleg eighth grade right, and and next thing I know, I'd be in a pretzel choked out. You'd yeah. you'd probably be dead. No, in the corner. no, he probably would just pick me up and just start beating you up with me. <laughs> I'm so little, right? Like Bam Bam, like Bam Bam back in the day, the Flintstones, <laughs> yeah. you know, dude you, dude. you know what's crazy? What's what's great is I met Mark years ago backstage, I believe, at the. Uh, Foundation to be named later with Peter Gammons and Theo Epstein's uh, oh, when they play those charity concerts. event. Yeah, vet, Vetter played uh, mm -hmm. at this at uh, I think the House of Blues and mm -hmm. not the House of Blues. I can't remember where we were anyway. Where we where we were in Boston. But dude, he's a memorabilia collector and he sends me stuff every year for the Miracle League for my Miracle Bash, my no Miracle way. Auction. Oh yeah, dude! Like this year, he sent me a Chris Bryant, uh, Chris Bryant signed picture, a bunch of different balls. Just a bunch of different things he sends every single year, and we make good money on. So, Mark, thanks, dude. I know you're listening. Yeah. We appreciate your support. Hey, we, man, hey we'll thanks. take it. We'll take you on in a handicap match. What I think I'm going to do is I'll pick Chinch up. I'll wheel him around. Oh, you're going to throw and me at him. Freaking bam and knock you out. How's that sound? 
<laughs> yeah, that, sounds, that sounds great. Speaking of that, dude. <laughs> speaking of that, dude. John Jones is coming back this weekend. You see that? UFC. No. no. Oh, John Jones, one of the greatest fighters ever. Obviously, he's fighting. Uh, How about the YouTube guy losing a boxing match the other day? By the way, too. Oh, Our, did he? Oh. I missed it. Jake Paul. Did he? Did he lose? Dude, he lost. First loss ever. It was apparently like it was kind of like I, I don't like fully dive into that. I don't hate it though. I don't hate these guys that are doing this. I think it's pretty cool that. Somebody like me could go become a boxer. And, you know, yeah. if you're an influencer, you get a lot of fans. He's making gazillions of dollars, but he yeah. faced somebody who was. Uh, dude, dude, they dude said he, beat, he was the best boxer he was going to face. And he, dude, got, he beat it's Tyson Fury's brother. It's the yeah. champ of the world's brother, Tommy Fury, he fought. That's right. Okay. Hold so, on. so what happened? Did, did he get knocked out? I'm going to look it up a little bit. Because, dude, there was some Sunday. bad blood between those guys, bro. Talk to me. What do you got? Legit, just okay, legit so he bad gave blood. Him in a split de- uh, Fury won in a split decision. It was in Saudi Arabia. I know. Crazy I know. where these guys split fight. Split decision. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about that? Oh, if it's one in a split you decision. You watch that stuff? You know Paul's pissed if he won in a split decision. I've been watching it a little bit because it is pretty impressive, dude. He's like this YouTube influencer. Now he's do- knocking people out legitimately yeah. in the ring. Yeah. You know, I always wonder about that with with boxers and or MMA guys and all that kind of stuff like the this the the amount of effort you put into that. Right. That's like it's a 12 month thing for each fight. And some of these guys now nowadays they fight like every three months like back. Remember, like back in the day, like the 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 real legit boxers when like uh heavyweights were big time and the lightweights were big time and sugar ray leonard and Mar- marvin Hagler. they would fight if they fought six months after a fight it was quick now these dudes are fighting every like three months it's got to be crazy i just wonder like psychologically what it's like to lose a fight because you're it, it, i get embarrassed when i can't throw a ball as far as somebody else but like you know your whole thing is like i'm going to be the strongest i'm the toughest and then somebody else is stronger than you and you have to get up off the mat and you have to go back and train again and try to get back to that spot. I, I, I'm very like, I think you have to have a, a very strong mind to be a boxer or to be a, a MMA guy. Don't you think? I think you just got to be. Get me into your mental. Well, mental well dude, thing here, I think you know? I think the biggest thing is you have to become obsessed with your craft. Like, there's, so here's the deal. An amateur loves what they do. Like you love baseball or, or, you know, a lot of people love baseball. There's guys that I have buddies out there playing amateur baseball. They're still playing They're They're not getting paid to do it. They love it. Yeah. A professional player, a professional boxer, a professional football player, anything. There's an obsession there. That's different than the amateur. The amateur loves it. The pros obsessed. So if I'm a boxer and I got to go train, I love, I I'm, I'm beyond love. I will wake up at 4.30 to go run six miles. I will, I, I will make sure I train four, five, six, seven hours a day. I will do the stuff, the jump rope, the mundane stuff, because I love it, because I'm obsessed with the craft. I remember when I first started hitting and learning baseball, really when I was like 14, 15, learning the craft of hitting, learning what my body was supposed to do. Dude, I became obsessed with it. I hit every single day, twice a day. I'd hit in my garage. I'd, but the, I became obsessed with the mental part of it, with understanding how I was supposed to think, what my process looked like every day. That's all I thought about. And so I think that's the biggest thing, Chinch, is that, okay, you knocked me out. I'm obsessed with this craft. 
I will work harder. I will figure it out. I will go look at the tape and what I, how I got caught or what I need to do better, or, you know, whatever it is. Do I, you know, do I need to work my left or right better, jab or cross, whatever it is. Hitting, same kind of thing. I, 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 I'm obsessed. So when you see these pros, when they get knocked down, hey, get knocked down seven times, get back up eight. That's the pro mentality. I'm coming back for you, and I will be better next time, and you better be showing up too because if you're not, I'm going to knock you out. I love that. Great point. And I, I'll take it off the field. So like most of the people that are listening to this are like me who never fully got to that professional level of a sport, but it, I've had the same thought in my head about like, like my couple of best bosses I've ever had in my life. I, I've, I've realized as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, Oh, I'm going to be the president of this company or I'm going to be the CEO or the, the, right. the chief financial officer or whatever it is. I look at some of these people and I, I understand their success more now that I'm older than when I was a kid, because I'm looking at them and going, I don't have that. I don't have that. Like, right. Like where I'll get a message at six o'clock in the morning from a boss and I'll get that same boss will send me a message at two 30 in the morning. You know what I mean? Because their, their lives are focused on their craft. And I think like you said, dude, uh, I guarantee as much as, as hard as I worked playing baseball in my life, I bet you worked harder than me. And I, I don't. And I'm not saying I didn't work hard. I, 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 I no, bled, you, you, I bled yeah. over it. But there's something that carries the professional, you know, that, that carries the most elite at a field, whether it's playing a sport or whether it's you know managing a a company or things like that. There is an elite level where it goes, it advances over it. Like you look at some of like uh, back to like the boxing thing. Those guys don't drink, they don't smoke, they only eat a certain amount of food at every, you know, in intervals during the when, day. When they're training, they don't drink or smoke when they're training. <laughs> no, that's true, yeah. Oh, yeah, right after it, they probably get off, you know, for like four or five day bender, which is probably <laughs> yeah. very cool. Like Conor McGregor. Oh, my God, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conor McGregor is a little different because he'll yeah, yeah. fight and throw a chair through a fucking uh, stained yeah. glass window. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are you are right though. Nowadays, dude, there, there's just too much evidence about sleep, eat. Mm -hmm. You know how you work out. Like these guys, you want to make millions of dollars. You can do that later on in your life. You want to really dedicate yourself. There's a there's a lot that goes into it, man. There's just a, another level of obsession. And, and I would say, you know, you know, just being in it, you know, dedication, another level of dedication. That's like, and I also think just like we talk about at the end of the day, mentally, you have to believe you're the best mentally. You have to mentally, because you're going to get knocked down in all these sports. You have to look at failure as win or learn that win or learn mentality. Okay. I didn't win. What did I learn? I didn't lose. I, you know, that, I didn't, oh, I, I lost. I'm a bum. No, no, no. What did I learn? I'm a winner learn mentality guy. I'm coming for it. I'm going to figure out how to get better and, and just stack it. I don't know, man. I, I I think that's what makes these guys, you know, next level is that the, the, their, their, their commitment to greatness is, is, is obsessive. It's funny you say that. I just saw this, like, uh, you know, those inspirational quotes that are all over the internet. Like somebody posted this morning, right before <laughs> when I woke up, it's okay to get knocked down seven times as long as you get up on the eighth. And I know yeah, that right. is like a corny, like, cliche oh. that everybody uses but it, it's very true getting up is harder than getting knocked out i think anyway Dude, get, getting knocked down is part of it but you got to get back up that's the whole thing like you're gonna get knocked down in, in life I, that's why i was saying too like like baseball is so hard well it was meant to be hard it's a hard game i mean you had to hit a round ball round bat with guys on a mound and guess what life's hard 
and, and wasn't supposed to, neither of them were supposed to be easy, but your mentality every day of how you show up in your life, that's going to guide you, man. At the end of the day, every yeah, day, man. every day, not every week, not every, not every other day, every day, how you show up with intention and being deliberate, that, 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 that changes everything. Dude, I'll give you the perfect example of that as a t-shirt you're wearing right now. Like yesterday, I texted you guys, Sarah had her uh, second chemo thing. Yeah, yeah. And I just texted you guys, hey, thinking of you, whatever. And she's just so, so tough, man. She's so like, tough. let's go. We're ready. Here we go. And like, I just, that's a, that's a great way of living. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's punch it in the face. Now you're halfway done with her chemo, right? Yeah, we're halfway done. 50% let's done. Go. Yeah, let's dude. Go. And she anyway. used to see like, dude, how she like, you know, just the way she's doing so many different things, you know, uh, you know, the, the chemo's the, the game and then, uh, you know, her preparation leading up to chemo has pretty been pretty oh, incredible. So yeah, you're right. It, but, but it, it, you know, like I said, it's an everyday thing. And, and I, I think if we all looked at it that way, it would be a lot different. We all d deliberately with intention did things that were good for us every day. Our minds would be so different. I love it. This is why I love the show, and I love you, man. We did not plan this. <laughs> we have all so many other stuff. I've been looking at my notes. I'm like, oh, all right, we're only going to do two of these. Before, <laughs> but I think what we did was better. So let's let's get into a little bit baseball, dude. You're you're fired up about young pitchers out there. Yeah, yeah man. Let's well, go. There's, let's... there's some really good young pitchers, dude. And I was you know seeing yesterday Andrew Painter for the Phillies, who's 19 years old, throwing like 99 miles an hour, just had some great stuff. He punched out Carlos Correa, and they were, you know, and I guess all the guys were talking about, hey, you know, how old's that guy? Oh, he's 19. 19! Like, these kids oh. are different now. Come Some of these guys, studs coming out of high school. So, Andrew Painter for the Phillies. Um, also, um, Ricky Tiedemann mm -hmm. for, the, uh, for, the, for the Blue Jays. He pitched yesterday, too. I'm trying to look where. Oh, yeah, Ricky Tiedemann pitched yesterday. Lefty, dude. Nasty. You want to talk about my mentality. This guy's an absolute stud. I, 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 he punched out. He had a big year last year, made it up to double A, um, and, and punched a ton of tickets, dude. I mean, this guy's a strikeout guy, throws 99 miles an hour from the left side with the makeup to be dominant. Mm. So, like, you know, when these guys pitch at spring training, bro, you know, the brass is like, oh, man, Tiedemann's pitching today. Hey, Painter's pitching. Like, make sure you're at Grayson Rodriguez for the for – the, uh, for the Orioles, this guy's coming. Absolute thunder, right-hander. You know, there's some guys that uh, that are really that are going to be Yuri Perez for the Marlins is a stud. Daniel es es Espino from uh, the the, um, the Guardians, he's going to be a stud. Kyle Harrison from the Giants. There's just a lot of really, really, really good young pitching coming. And uh, Bobby Miller for the Dodgers. So yeah, oh, this, this is a fun one. time at spring training. If you're a fan and you're paying attention, you pay you play fantasy. These are the guys that you're looking to pick up, the, 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 the flamethrowers, the, the, uh, the top prospects in these organizations, the young kids that have a chance to really elevate, uh, you know, your teams and the fantasy, but also, you know, your team that you watch. Yeah, uh, this warrants, and we didn't talk about this, this is off the cuff, but this warrants your Kershaw story one more time. <laughs> Dude, a matter of fact, there's a guy called me the other day. He's writing a book on Kershaw, and he wanted to no talk way. to me. Really? He's He's writing a book I mean, on Kershaw, and oh, he wanted tell to talk to me. for those who have not heard it yet. It's yeah, he wanted to talk to me about my. I was the first big leaguer Kershaw I ever faced, and uh, you know we're it's 2008. We're with the uh, I'm with the Red Sox, and uh, it's like the sixth inning, so I'm getting like three or four at bats. I'm a veteran, you know. T Tito did a great job of taking care of the veterans, so you know it didn't really grind us. 
So we're there, and Joe Torrey's the manager for the Dodgers at the time. Larry Bow is the bench coach. What a what a combination that is, you know. And so I come up from my sixth at bat. And I look out on the mound, and I see this big dude, six four, six five. I believe he was number eighty nine. 89. So I remember going to Dave Maganin, who was our hitting coach. I go, hey, Mags, I go, uh, you know, who's got, got any, you got anything, you know, any, anything on this guy? Any stats? Anything? He goes, nah, man, it's just, uh, you know, a guy, I guess he's just some rookie. So I'm like, all right. So then I go to Tito. Tito, you got anything on this guy? Because I'm leading off the inning. He goes, nah, just some rookie from the backfield. They're looking to get some work in. I go, oh, all right. Rookie from the backfield looking to get some work in. All right, cool. So get in the box. You know, get, say hi to Joe, Larry, whatever. We'll say hi to the umpire. You know, get in there, boom. I, I'm like, okay, let me take a look at one just to make sure settle in. I've never seen this guy before. Freaking bam. Kershaw picks his leg up. Yeah. Picks I got his leg video. up. I got the video. You ready? Oh, you got the video, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really quick, but walk us through each pitch super fast right here. Yeah. Kershaw picks his leg up. First pitch. First pitch. First pitch. Let me see. Is this the, is this the whole thing? No, oh! that's not it. That, oh, that, that's that, not that, it? No, because no, he threw me two hooks. That, wait, hang on. One, two, wait, is that the first? Dude, this is it. Dude, okay, no, no. Pitch. So they missed the first pitch. The first pitch. Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. It's it's a replay at the end. Hold the on. The first pitch, he Watch paints. it all through again. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. no, no. I think they're going to go to a replay. No, it was a first pitch curve. That was the second pitch. First pitch was a Peter strike. Second. Oh, wait. No, that's right. Dude. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Curveball. Look at Fastball, curveball, yeah, and look at that curveball, dude. I Your didn't feet? strike. I didn't strike out either. Like I, I, I would. I, I no. usually I like, dude. He buckled me on two curveballs. Dude, those <laughs> curveballs were like, dude, fifteen inch breaks. Nastiest. It was like, dude, nastiest curveballs behind me. Then he paints ninety eight in the outside black. I look over at Joe Torrey and Larry Bow, and they're both giggling. Like, it's like they're they're in on a joke that I don't know about. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, they know who this guy is. And then he hits me with that next hammer, bro. And it locks me up. So just the frozen pizza. I don't know what to do. I walk back. I, you know, I, uh, those guys are laughing at me. I walk back, I walk back and I, and I go to Tito. I'm like, Hey man, I go, you don't know who that guy is. He goes, no, but I'm just glad I'm not you after that. About it. I go, yeah, I just, <laughs> that was abuse. I should have called social services after that. About it. it was incredible. Is there, you know, I miss the, I miss that 12 to six curveball, man. It's coming yeah. back. I think yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But like, it's, especially the guys we're friends with, who are the older guys and probably in their mid to later fifties, like like the police acts, the lighters and stuff. Yeah. Whenever they start talking about pitching, police act is Dan police act folks knows pitching better than any human being on the planet. I think like from a, like a very smart pitcher's mind. Yeah. Him and lighter. The him best. and lighter. And Pedro's good. good too. Pedro. Oh yeah. Pedro's freaky. Um, but when I when when Plesak used to explain to me how to throw a curveball, I'll I'll give you two quick ones. Both are good. One from him and one from Lighter. Yeah. He's Plesak would first of all, his arm gets into a position where you're like, oh, I can see why this guy was a professional athlete. Like, I, I don't know. But talk he talks about throwing a curveball as you're fishing. So you're casting the ball as opposed to throwing a fastball. And I always thought that the lighter one is my favorite analogy and and here for young kids think this is what he used to tell me he had a pitching coach who told me it's like you're pulling the blinds down so let's just say your blinds are up there and you're pulling them down he says your curveball is pull the blinds down pull the shades down and those like little analogies it just proves to you how amazing how hard it is for you to have gone yeah. up there against people like that who are yeah. so smart in what they do and it's like that cat and mouse game you're so good at what you do 
Al Leiter's so good at what he does. You know he's going to throw you cutter. He knows he's going to throw you cutter. And right. it's who wins that battle every day right. you face him, right? It's not the uh, greatest part about baseball, I think. No, it's the, dude, that one-on-one battle is what you miss. You know I mean? I think sometimes people get so caught up in mechanics, like, oh, I got to have my hands back. My, no, dude, you got to beat that guy somehow. You got to win this battle. I remember, When I faced Kershaw and I saw that curveball, I was like, wow, that's different. I was like, I remember thinking that's special stuff. I had no idea who he was. And I believe that year in 2008, he got called up in June or July and dominated the rest of the year. And I remember saying, hey, that's the dude I faced at spring training. That's the guy, Clayton Kershaw. That's the guy I faced. Yeah, I would tell everybody, like, that's the guy that made me look like a four-year-old right there at my 12th year in the big leagues. You know? So Incredible. Good. All right, man. Um, you know what? See, this is another way. This is another reason why I love the show. We got stuff we on the table we can bring out tomorrow. Yeah. Because I got Bella starting to bark upstairs. Jess is All sleeping. Right. I can hear her in the back. Um, dude, that's it for today. Dude, we're, we're thinking of lining up a couple guests. We won't say who they are now, but tomorrow we might have a guest, I think. Yeah. We're, we're, well, we're, 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 wait, we're waiting on a text back, so we'll see. Okay. That'll uh, be dude, exciting. Dude, also, Mark Ruggiero text, us, text me back. Okay. 23rd year. Patrolman X SWAT in charge of defensive tactic training and an overall badass. Okay, so we're not, <laughs> I, I think and, we forfeit this match. <laughs> and dude, here, look at this. That's him. Holy Stromboli. Right, right, right after the right after the uh, Boston bombing. That's wow. him looking for the guy. Now, if yeah, he rolls up on you. If you're the Boston bomber and that guy rolls up on you, you got serious problems. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go back with him. We can do that handicap match, but give me, like, we need on our team, like, Tomei. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we need Walt Weiss. Walt Weiss. Walt, Walt Weiss. Wa- Dude, Walt yeah. Weiss is a like, freaking UFC fighter. Okay, fine. We need him. We 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 might need Barry him. Larkin. Oh, Barry Larkin. Belt. He's a black belt. Oh, yeah, he's nasty. Yeah. He, he broke up the Dibble Pinella fight. Yeah, exactly. We might naked. need all those guys. Naked. Anyway, one more. We they were naked. We, <laughs> we, yeah, that was so, it's such a weird video. Um, anyway, dude. All right. Good stuff. All right, brother. All right, man. Sounds good. I'll see you tomorrow. Everybody out there, keep listening. Keep subscribing. And like we said, hit that plus button because uh, we need it, baby. We need it. All right, brother. All right, brother. Talk to Chinchy. See you, brother.